Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, there are no civilians on this beach. Normally, it would be packed with people. But the Russians have blockaded the Odessa port. So we're not seeing any cargo ships coming in, nothing coming in or going out. If there is an attack on this strategic port, it's going to come from out there. According to the U.S., a couple dozen Russian warships remain off the coast. One of the highest-ranking Ukrainian naval officers on shore, Vladislav Nazarov, says they move in and out, psychological warfare. We will kill them, drown them, he says. They have no options. So you don't think they can take Odessa? We will sink them, and it will be fish-feeding season, he says, and our fish will grow fat. Huh? Now that's a threat. That's tough talk right there. These Ukrainians are tough bastards, I'll tell you that. They know their way around a threat, I'll give them that. We will kill them and our fish will grow fat. Fat! And Russian dead bodies is what he's saying. Fantastic. Uh, On the whole Ukraine thing. Uh, I'm not ordering that fish in a restaurant, by the way. Ah! So gross. This dude with one of the organizations that pays attention to this sort of thing, with the goings-ons there in Ukraine. The first battle of Kiev looks to be truly over. First and hopefully only battle of Kiev, at least this decade. That is actually momentous. Whatever happens now, we're talking about a limited wartime and geography-wise, unless we think Russia has the will and resources to conscript, train, and arm an entirely new military. Russia has supposedly pulled... Two BTGs, and I still don't know what that stands for, but I'm sure it's like a battalion oh, yeah. or yeah, hang on a, a group of group of soldiers. By. That would be a battalion tactical group. There you go. Russia has supposedly pulled two of those away from Kiev. If true, no assault can or will be attempted on Kiev in the near future. The assumption is that these BTGs will need rest and then maybe head to Donbass. The first battle of Kiev is over. Let's hope it is wow. the last. So it's it's it looks. Like, and they've got satellites to show this and everything like that. Satellite pictures show that and everything like that. That the whole, remember the 40-mile convoy and they're getting closer to Kiev very slowly and the plan is to encircle it in the siege and they're going to, you know, abduct Zelensky and all the government and murder him or whatever they're going to do, but they're going to place him. All that was the plan. Mm-hmm. But Putin thought he was going to do that on like day two of this invasion. And now it would appear that he's given up on that hope completely. Yeah, the next chapter in this is not going to be quite as life and deathy, I don't think, or at least not as immediately close to the bone. But in terms of diplomacy, in terms of further military action, threats of action, NATO's involvement, uh, specifically in terms of how much land does Putin get to hold on to, um, this is going to be crazy interesting if you're into this sort of thing. Well, you've got four million people that are out of their homes. Their homes are now rubble. Lots of people died, lots of people injured. It's still horrifying in every way, but uh, man, well, and, oh man. And how about the, the sanctions? How about cutting Europe off from Russian oil supplies? That uh, How much further does that progress? Do we stick with it? Is Russia made to, quote-unquote, because it probably won't happen, but made to pay for their war crimes, for their destruction of private property? What is the next chapter of this? Again, I'm, I'm, I hope I live long, to, long enough to see it. I expect to. I feel fine. <laughs> the does Russia have to pay a price for this? That's uh, that's pretty interesting. But um, Ian Bremmer was tweeting out a little bit earlier today. Let me read it exactly. So oh well, Russia's going to pay a ginormous price, but how big and in what ways? Again, is still unfolding. 
Uh, ceasefire in Ukraine may be possible, Ian Bremmer tweeted, but sanctions against Russia aren't going anywhere. He is he's he, he tweets this a lot. He doesn't think there's any going back by the United States or the European nations on these sanctions. So I hope he's right. By the way, I think Vladimir Putin has made a fatal mistake. Well, that's overstating it. Has made such a serious mistake, it will damage him and Russia enormously for decades. Oh, this will be talked about for hundreds of years by people yeah, who this, follow military adventures. Yeah, this is not one of those like Crimea-style things, which, to the shock and horror of much of the world, kind of came and went, and people thought, well, you know, they, a lot of Russian speakers there, and, you know, things have settled now. No, it's not like that. So back at the Russia-Ukraine peace talks, which are in Istanbul, Turkey, that's uh, an Islamic dictatorship that is part of NATO, but anyway, that's where they're having the peace talks. That Russian billionaire who got poisoned, according to news stories yesterday... Uh, is back at the peace talks and he's playing a role somehow is he Mm. is he working with putin or on his own nobody seems to exactly understand what's going on here but my boss poisons me my hair falls out i'm not working there anymore but abc news yeah abc news is reporting ukraine is warning its delegation against eating or drinking anything while attending the in-person peace talks with russian negotiators because of the poisonings that happened recently Nice atmosphere for the talks. Yeah, you gotta love the trust during your peace talks when you're not you're not even gonna take a sip out of a water bottle because that's how they almost killed old Navalny because uh, because you you believe that people have already been poisoned. Wow. Sure, yeah, yeah, we're here in good faith. Of course we are. Here, have a bite of this Danish. It's good. It's peach. You'll yeah. like it. And stay away from the windows. Yeah, I'm thirsty. You thirsty? Here, you can borrow my water. And that is, you're right. That is wild. You're trying to have peace talks with somebody that you're supposed to trust. That if they write down their, you know, sign a piece of paper and date it with a notary public, I'm sure handy, that uh, they, they, they promise not to come back and do what they've been doing. But you can't eat or drink anything because they might poison you. Well, when it comes time to sign the agreement and you grab the pen, it pokes you a little bit. You're thinking, where? That's weird. The pen's kind of sharp there. And then 10 minutes later, you're dead. By the way, the latest polling on. Americans' attitudes toward Russia, friend or enemy. It wasn't looking good before this all started. Before this all started, it looked like it was running at about uh, 60% enemy, 22% friend, but is now down to 7% friend. Who are you? You need better friends. (laughs) You watch a lot of Tucker Carlson. Wait, what, kind of, what kind of friends do you have? They walk into your house, kick you right in the crotch, and squeeze your wife's boob? Grab some food out of your fridge and walk out again? Yeah, who's your friend, Will Smith? I mean, come on. Oh, Easy now. Whoa. Will Smith just slapped a yes out of me. <laughs> friend? <laughs> wow, kick your dog, key your car? What? Will Smith's wife has declared this the season of healing. So I'm kind of enjoying it. I don't know what you wear in the season of healing. I think probably uh, pastels. I don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, Wait a second. Do you get to declare the season of healing when it's your family that attacked someone? <laughs> now that the now that we've hit someone, it's the season of healing. 
you don't get to hit anybody back or anything like that. I have. Can I walk I up? And, can I walk up to somebody I don't like, punch them, and then say, "I declare it the season of healing." Well, At this can. point, we're going to heal now that I've punched you. Well, you can, and they have. <laughs> Whether anybody goes along with it is a question. <laughs> this from a an actual dermatologist. Jada currently has no condition. She may have had mild alopecia areata, which is patchy hair loss that is usually very responsive to treatment. If you look at her head, she had full hair follicles. The shaved head feels like attention seeking at its worst. Look at this oh. picture where she points to a small line of hair loss, which, by the way, is not alopecia, but if possibly an old scar. If she grew her hair, it would be covered. She currently has a full head of hair. It's just shaved. I think she's a prima donna and can't take not being perfect, even though she's shockingly beautiful with that shaved head, I would agree. Attention seeking at this point. Um... Could I believe uh, that that's true? Abso-freaking-lutely. My colleagues in dermatology agree with me. Not sure it's relevant, of course, but interesting. Yeah. Well, and so, do, do you know comedian uh, Jeff Ross? He's always I do, He's always the host of those roasts and stuff like that, and he was... He kind of made the news a couple of weeks ago because he was good friends with Bob Saget. And those roasts, I'm, I'm surprised there aren't more punchings out at those roasts. They're brutal. They are. They're not roasts. They're just cruelty. <laughs> but Jeff Ross tweeted out yesterday, I worship Chris Rock. I cried when I saw Smith attack him because I was watching my idol live out a comedian's worst nightmare on live television. Rock should get a Nobel Peace Prize for keeping his hands down and not escalating the situation. Class act. If Jada wasn't feeling the joke, Smith should have put his arm around her and let Rock finish. Anyway, I also have alopecia. It sucks, but when people make jokes, I laugh because that's life. Yeah, that's a little better adjusted uh, way to look at it than an towering egomaniac would look at the, the situation. They're crazy people, Will and his wife. If you've been following yes. them at all for the last several years, they're crazy yeah. people. Wealth and hubris and God knows what else has gotten to them. And, and yeah, the, 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 you've made it clear, and I agree with you 100%. The fact that he was allowed to stay... And sit and laugh and cheer, get his award, make a rambling speech that was self-indulgent, then go to all the Oscar parties and dance and the rest of it. That just goes to, that shows you everything you need to know about that culture, as if you needed to see any more evidence of their utter lack of any sanity or moral weight at all. Yeah, you got to have some lines. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, you don't have to arrest him and all these different things or take away his Oscar or all these different things, but you got to make him leave. You can't walk up on stage and hit people. (laughs) That's just, come on. I mean, can you imagine? It's the Radio Hall of Fame induction, and in the highly unlikely circumstance that we are inducted someday, even though we we clearly deserve it. Um, You you know, somebody says something up on stage, and I go up there, and I just whack them down right across the face. I hit them hard. Then I go back to my seat and sit down again. If you picture it in any other scenario, right? Sure. Your 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 local your real estate, the year end awards for the real estate, the community you live in. Somebody's getting right. realtor of the year. You walk up and whack them, and then you right. go sit down, and then a few minutes later, go up and get your award and give the speech, and everybody cheers. No, right. that would not happen in any other circumstances. Yes, Michael. How effed up is Hollywood? Yeah, yes, no Michael. Kidding. He didn't just sit down. He yelled profanity. Right. Towards That's the guy. Right. right. He continued the, the attack verbally. Good point there, and Michael. And then moments later got a standing ovation. Yes. What? Hey, yeah. you got to leave, man. I'm not leaving. Well, you're leaving. We'll go get the security, if he, but you got to leave. You just hit somebody. I don't know. The, the thing to me is you don't know what he's going to do next. 
Sure. He's he's indicated he's either drunk, high, emotionally unstable, or something. you got to make him leave. Every sanctimonious word of judgment from the Hollywood crowd should be greeted with, yeah, thanks for the suggestion, you effing crazy people, for the rest of our days, please. I think it's pretty interesting that Chris Rock has stayed silent over the last two days. I don't know what that's all about. You, I wonder if he feels like his case is being made for him. Could be. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Bass player, he got a rule. He got to wax his head every morning. That's a rule. He follows the rules, man. He follows the rules. Oh, these are jokes. Come on. That is Will Smith making fun of Arsenio Hall's bass player for having a shiny bald head back in the day. Oh, no! <laughs> Keep my Uh-oh. bass player's name out your effing mouth! Arsenio should have shouted at Will Smith. Are you with me, Dog Pound? Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Oh, <laughs> speaking of dishonoring your woman, somehow or other, I went down the rabbit hole of, you know, being mad at people, bad-mouthing your wife, and blah, blah, blah. It led me to Andrew Jackson's dueling history. President Andrew Jackson? That is the fellow. Yes, yes, American Lion. Uh, on May 30th, 1806, future president Andrew da- Jackson killed a man who accused him of cheating on a horse race bet and then insulted his wife, Rachel. Contemporaries describe Jackson, who was in Tennessee's Senate and practicing law at the time, as argumentative, physically violent, and fond of dueling to solve conflicts. Now, here you go. Here's how accurate history is. His Estimates- wife, who had unnaturally short hair because of her skin thing. Estimates of the numbers of duels in which Jackson participated ranged from 5 to 100. Wow, 5 is a lot. <laughs> 5 is a lot. Oh, that's the low end, babe. But can you imagine saying, oh, yeah, he dueled frequently. It's believed that he participated in between 5 and 100 duels. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't get to teach history if you say stuff like that. I ate between 0 and a 1,000 cinnamon rolls last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. How old's your dog? He's between one and four hundred. <laughs> so right. this you can't teach history if you're gonna have a range that wide. Yeah, stop it. Yeah. George Washington lost between two and eighty battles. Anyway, uh so Jackson and this Dickinson fellow, um uh what was his name? Charles Dickinson, were rival horse breeders and southern plantation owners with a long standing hatred of each other. Dickinson accused Jackson of reneging on a horse bet, calling Jackson a coward and an equivocator. An equivocator? Why, I oughta. Dick, Dickinson also called Rachel Jackson a bigamist. Because famously, Rachel had married Jackson not knowing her first husband had failed to finalize their divorce. Well, big deal. Jeez. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what's so crazy about it. Back in 1806. So after the insult to Rachel in a statement published in the National Review which apparently existed at that point, um, in which Dickinson called Jackson a worthless scoundrel and again a coward, Jackson challenged Dickinson to a duel. 
and they met at Harrison's Mills on Red River in Logan, Kentucky, one of his favorite, uh, Jackson's favorite dueling grounds. At the first signal from their seconds, Dickinson fired. Jackson took the bullet in the chest, Ooh. right next to his heart. Jackson put his hand over the wound, staunched the flow of blood, stayed standing long enough to fire his gun. Now, Dickinson's seconds, his wow. assistants, claimed Jackson's, Jackson's first shot misfired, which would have been meant the duel was over, according to dueling etiquette. But in a breach of the etiquette, Jackson recocked the gun and shot again, this time killing his opponent. Well, you think Chris Rock played it cool. How about taking a a ball in the chest and putting your hand over the wound and then firing off a shot? I'm telling you. Although Jackson recovered, he suffered chronic pain from the wound for the remainder of his life. Jackson was not prosecuted for murder in spite of the two-shot allegation. The duel had very little effect on his successful campaign for presidency. In fact, the so-called bigamy of his wife was a much bigger issue than him gunning a guy down. Wow, different times. I'd say. By the way, Chris Rock has got a comedy tour coming up this summer. Did you know that? He's going to play Vegas, Denver, Oakland, Seattle, New York, Chicago, Toronto, big cities. And the minimum ticket has gone from $46 a couple days ago to now 341 Oh, my Lord. So he is going to be making a lot of money. People are paying a lot of money to come see Chris Rock do his thing. So that's what he's doing, I'll bet, is writing material. For that tour, because talking about making lemonade, he's got to call it the Don't Slap Me Tour. (laughs) Got to. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's very difficult to know specifically what Mr. Putin's going to do on a day-to-day basis. All I can do is tell you what we're seeing happen. And what we're seeing is that they are taking defensive positions in the north. They don't appear to be willing or able to move on Kiev anymore. They're just kind of digging in around the city. And as I said, the Ukrainians are fighting back. All the reporting is that uh, digging in, mining defensively, uh, pulling divisions out, it looks like Russia's... Uh, goal of taking the capital and replacing the government is over, at least for now. You know, and as of nine minutes ago, uh, this was just posted to the New York Times. Uh, as talks progress, Russia says it will reduce attacks in northern Ukraine. Uh, Russia said a meeting between the Putin and Zelensky could occur once a draft peace agreement was ready, but that they would uh, essentially stop attacking around Kiev. So... Um, it seems clear in retrospect, I mean, this has been written about a lot. Putin has had this strategy going on for many years, and Crimea was part of it. Part of it was, I'm going to take Crimea, then I'll have, you know, that area uh, to stage my attack of Ukraine and all these different sorts of things. I mean, he's been getting the right person in place in Belarus and all these things. He's been happening over years, and the world, you know, let him get away with it. Um... So that's the real concern that he hangs on to those and even gobbles up a little bit more as part of the peace deal so that two years from now, five years from now, he can invade again with even more strategic locations as part of Russia. The world's got to make sure that doesn't happen, right? That's absolutely what it feels like if they give away any of Ukraine's territorial integrity, which is why Zelensky is making it clear up front that is not on the table. And what sort of a peace agreement would they sign? 
Now, by territorial integrity, are they including the Donbass region? Or, I don't know. Or what? I wonder how most Ukrainians feel. I mean, at well, some point, you got to stop the slaughter as President Zelensky. I have a feeling Ukraine says, look, we'll declare neutrality. We won't apply to NATO. We will apply to the EU because we want to trade with them. But, yeah, we'll sign a non-hostility agreement with you. But you, Biatch's got to keep your end. And Ian Bremer, at least, thinks the sanctions aren't going away. So Russia's still ruined. Yeah, yeah. This next chapter is going to be very, very interesting to see unfold. And not without uh, peril. Uh, Secretary of State Blinken just said he's very skeptical of the latest Russia-Ukraine talks. So I don't know if that's a ploy or if he just thinks this is another Russian. They're just stalling while they get their act together. To I was going to say the last sets of talks were farcical. They were just a joke. So if we've moved into the skeptical uh, period, that's a step forward. Yeah, um, I heard somebody say recently that sometimes Plan B is redoubling your efforts on Plan A, and maybe that's what Putin's up to. Who knows? It's possible. Um, Wall Street Journal had an interesting article about the nature of asymmetrical warfare in the modern world and how it's been utilized a number of times in recent years, including by the Ukrainians right now. The Times of London reports that Ukraine is using $2,000 commercial octocopter drones that they can buy lots of places, modified with thermal imagers and anti-tank grenades, to find and attack Russian tanks hiding between homes and villages at night. Ukraine has an aerial reconnaissance team with 50 squads of drone pilots who all they need is solid internet connections to operate. Hmm. So the reason Russia has lost so many tanks is when they thought they could just park their tanks. For instance, they, they use the example here of between homes at night, you know, behind the trees in a village. The Ukrainians have these couple thousand dollar drones that they fly around with the thermal imaging, find where the tank is, and uh, and destroy it with weapons that the West has given them. And that's why they've lost lots and lots and lots of tanks. All you need is the Internet. When the Internet was cut in Syria back in 2013, enterprising techies set up point-to-point Wi-Fi connections to bring Internet across the border from Turkey. They did this with Pringles potato chip cans and $50 off-the-wall Wi-Fi routers. Now, the, just to show that that can be done, the Ukrainians didn't need to because Elon Musk flew in his Starlink system to give them satellite Internet access so that they could still do their internet stuff. Ukraine also effectively jammed Russia's long-in-the-tooth wireless military communication technology, which apparently uses a single frequency channel to operate like this is the 1950s. That's just astounding. Former CIA director... David Petraeus told CNN that Russians were then forced to use cell phones to communicate, but then Ukraine blocked the plus seven country code so the Russians couldn't use their own phones to make phone calls. Wow. And took down the 3G service that Russia had been using, so Russian soldiers were forced to steal Ukrainian cell phones to communicate with one another. That's no way to fight a war, says the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I'd say. That is hilarious. That defies... I mean, that's it's uh, I can explain it, I guess, because, you know, there was so much thievery and graft and, and embezzlement in the armed forces. And so many of the, the deals that the armed forces made for equipment were so corrupt, they got screwed. And apparently Putin was lied to or something. But that's just uh, I know a little bit about military communications. 
And, and that is that's beyond comprehension. Ukraine has also taken advantage of crowdsourcing in a new way. The Wall Street Journal told the story of Russian tanks that would fire on a city and then back up a few hundred yards to avoid return fire. Well, civilians and other volunteers would then message the tank's new coordinates via social messaging apps so that Ukraine could hit the tanks with their anti-tank weapons given to them by the West and take out more tanks. Ukraine has begun using facial recognition to identify killed and captured Russian soldiers, contacting their families and posting their photos again on social social messaging apps because they wanted their families to know. They want to get as many people back in home in Russia to know, hey, your loved one died and here's and, and it was for nothing. Uh, most surprisingly, after much hype and many warnings, Russia's cyber warfare has been deemed fairly ineffective. Hours before the invasion, someone, presumably the Russians, launched a kill disk attack, disk wiping malware that hit the Ukrainian government and financial system computers and took down Parliament's website. But a cyber attack uh, tracking firm that evaluates these sort of things said it was a modest attack at best. A Ukrainian newspaper then immediately released a file with details on 120,000 Russian soldiers that included their names, addresses, phone numbers, and passport numbers. Where that information came from is unknown, but the Wall Street Journal says we have a hint. Ukraine is filled with smart coders, and the government has set up an IT army of Ukraine, which includes 400,000 volunteers so far in Ukraine. An officer of the Ukraine State Service of Special Communications said they were engaged in cyber resistance, a digital flash mob that has taken down Russian websites. We will never know how much damage has been inflicted. At least we won't know now, maybe for years to come. But When will great powers realize, and I include the one I live in, that when you invade somebody's homeland, everybody is a soldier? Or, or at least every patriot will find a way to resist you. Yeah, that's something. Oh, hey, shout out. Speaking of drones, as we were a couple of minutes ago, there's a Seattle company called Brink, B-R-I-N-C, that donated 10 specialized quadcopters and sent guys to Poland to train the Ukrainians how to use them. And they were equipped with night vision, laser guidance, concrete penetrating signals to operate in the rubble to find survivors. So the Ukrainians could take them up to upper floors and fly them around and, and desperately try to save lives, which is a grim thing, but a beautiful thing that that company went over to do that and didn't charge them a dime, sent trainers and everything else. So good for them. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. We're living now in the season of healing, as declared, as declared by Jada Pickett-Smith, Will Smith's Whoa. wife. This is the season of healing. Ah, finally. Thought, and just two days after her husband beat down another man for a joke. It's it's fortunate that he did that before the season of healing had begun, because that would have really been out of bounds if he had done it during the season of healing. Or would he have done it at all? Because that was the season of face slappings, apparently. I don't know the seasons that well. Try this in your personal life, maybe. You don't like your boss or something, or you, you punch him, and then you say, I declare the season of healing. It is time for us to all come together and denounce violence now that I've hit you. Right, like uh, Will Smith himself said, it's time to move forward with love. Huh? The yeah. time for face slappings has passed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Time for healing, everybody. That's a, what day is it? That's a March 29th action in a March 27th <laughs> world or something like that. Uh, we're going to finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. From every hour two to KPK News Radio. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You guys are tools for the neocons. Huh? There you go. I guess you figured out our ruse. Heck yeah, we are. It's good work um, if you can get it. Man, do they pay good. Another text we got. Hey, loser. Too bad you'll never make that kind of money. You dope. I don't know what topic we were talking about, but... Can we narrow that down a little bit? Or what kind of money? Um, so here is a Nebraska congressperson, not like, you know, in Washington, D.C., but they're in Nebraska, a member of the Nebraska legislature. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much of this I need to fill in. Let's just roll a little bit of it. He took to the floor. He has since. Yeah, I'm, I'm he has, he has since. Why is it rolling? Why is it playing before I started? Mm. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, he took to the floor and he said this stuff and he has since apologized because he, he feels like he was misled. But <laughs> here, we, here we go. And I'm a little shocked, I guess, is what I would put it. It's called something called furries. If you don't know what furries are, it's where school children dress up as animals, cats or dogs, during the school day. They meow and they bark. Oh, boy. And they interact with their school, with the teachers and that, in this fashion. And now schools are wanting to put litter boxes in the schools for these children to use. How is this sanitary? I'm going to have a discussion with CEO Smith about this. This is something I think, how can schools allow this to happen? It's a good question. I think it's very disruptive within the school system. Oh, I think it's certainly. very disruptive within the classes. I even heard from one person here recently said that a that a that a student identified as a cat and wanted a litter box. Mm. And the school didn't provide the litter box, so the student went ahead and defecated on the floor. Oh boy. Really? <laughs> Probably after smoking jenko. Really? Really? Oh. School administrators, what is going on? Nebraska Board of Education, what is going on? State Board of Education, what is going on? Too much defecating. If some kids can't wear American flag to walk through the school on their shirt, and you keep them out of school, and you kick them out of school, but it's okay if, if they wear a cat costume, and that's fine, and you have a litter box for them, and, and that's fine. And poop in a box? How is this sanitary? I guess. I'm alive. I'm not a cat. So I'm sure this guy, <laughs> I would guess this guy and I agree on a whole bunch of stuff. Probably um, so, yeah. But poor John Kipper, maybe because of his uh, age, he didn't grow up in the world of uh, social media and everything like that, was not aware that that was a uh, the, uh, hoax, an internet hoax that was running around, what, a month or so ago we talked about it. The idea that there are schools putting litter boxes in the bathrooms for the children identify as furries well it is the age of yes. it's practically impossible to write parody because of what's yep. being proposed seriously is so insane that is absolutely true things so crazy you would have never believed that a dude saying he's now a woman won the national championship in swimming 
Um, having swum as a dude just like two years ago. Uh, you'd have never believed that was possible. So the fact that high school kids are dressing up as cats and poo- how is this sanitary is this question. I well, agree. How the is kids it? kids defecating on the floor in the classroom? Is that what he meant? Uh. <laughs> I'm not a cat. Poor I'm guy. Alive. I'm not a cat. I'll bet that was awful. I'm when, not a cat. But that was an awful when one of his colleagues or his staff pulled him aside. Oh, geez. I wish I'd have known what you were going to say when he got up there. Because that, uh, yeah, I made the rounds a couple of weeks ago. And it's just a, it's a joke. It's an Internet joke. Yeah. Ah, oh, crap. Yeah. I wish that hadn't happened. Oh, man, I was just about to speak about a, a man winning the swimming championship. No, that did happen, Jim. That actually did occur. And I got this entire long speech, including a slideshow about clowns at the edge of the woods. <laughs> Seriously, though, kids who identify as cats demanding to poo in litter boxes or men being allowed to compete against women and whooping up on them in NCAA championships. If you were uh, recently emerged from a cave or from Mars or a time machine or whatever and were asked which of those two do you believe might have occurred, I'm not sure the choice is clear. Right. You're telling me there aren't clowns at the edge of the woods abducting kids? Ah, crap. Well, they are, but they're just regular clowns. They're not killer clowns. proposing legislation about big red noses and oversized shoes. All of that happened, by the way. You remember... All the letters home to parents? I got emails from my school. And how clown costumes were banned for Halloween (laughs) because there might be a panic. (sighs) You know, if you do identify as a cat and poo in a litter box because you don't want to be a homo sapien anymore, I get it. (laughs) I get it. I don't think I could. What do cats do? What do you mean, what do cats do? They squat. Oh, oh. I don't think I could do that. I don't think my body would let me. Uh, theoretically, that's a better way to poo. That's the theory behind those various uh, like uh, uh, foot rests that you, you have in the bathroom. It's, humans are supposed to squat. You, you go ahead. It's none of your business how I poo. Maybe I do already. Huh? your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Our technical director, he presses the buttons, Michelangelo. Michael, what's your final thought? You know, I don't think I'd want a litter box, but I wouldn't mind one of those scratching posts. I watch my cat, she scratches her nails on that, and she gets stressed, and uh, I could use one of those. Mm. That's a good idea, or at least a ball of yarn to bat around. Uh, young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, do you have a final thought? You know, Jada Pinkett Smith saying it's time for the season of healing is a little disingenuous, if you ask me. It sounds like the kid who just got you in tag and said, no tag backs, you can't yeah, get me. exactly, exactly. I was going to comment on that also, Alex, just looking up there at Will Smith and his wife because it's made some news. Your husband comes off as a psycho lunatic and then you announce a season for healing has only made things worse. You look more like a disturbed couple that probably ought to have ankle bracelets so we can keep track of you. <laughs> wow. Uh, my final thought is uh, Judy took Baxi to the uh, Baxter, my dog, to the pet oncologist for a checkup. And 
Uh, and when the tech came to bring him back into the examination room, he hugged Judy with his front paws and wouldn't let go. Oh, boy. Oh, and you can't even explain to a dog. So right. Extra treats for Baxi today. By the way, if you want something relaxing cat-like, catch a mouse, kind of half-kill it, then bat it around and let it live, because cats seem to love doing that. Uh, gross? Well, cats do it all the time. They seem to get a kick out of it. Cats are cruel bastards and should be canceled. Said something about cats and birds. Some story that we did recently. Eh, Maybe I'll think of it tomorrow. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks for a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of good clicks for you there under hot links. Plus, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you miss a chunk of the show, grab the podcast uh, at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you like to download podcasts. Pick up a T-shirt, some swag, a nice sports bra. Come on now. And we will see you tomorrow with all the latest. God bless America. Can we uh, get out of here, please? It's over! I said bye. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Just get the hell out of here! How is this sanitary? Uh Oh! What the hell are you talking about? I haven't said a word, so stop yelling at me. This is a perspective that our European allies share. It's 100 on the crazy meter. Oh, my word! Go away! So, let's go out with a bang. We will sink them, and it will be fish feeding season, he says, and our fish will grow fat. Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.